Lewis and Nikki Lopez, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. What's going on? It's Davo, and I appreciate you listening to yet another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. This is the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And today, on April 12th, 2019, I'm very excited, before Omaha plays later on this evening, to have Nicky Lopez join us on Clubhouse Conversation. The third time we've had him, the former Creighton Blue Jay, on the show. KC's fifth best prospect is Nicky Lopez here at the beginning of 2019, according to Baseball America. And you can see why. All Nicky does is hit. Everywhere he goes, he is a gamer. Last year, 382, 417, 799. He led all Royals farmhands with 155 hits last year. Also had an amazing uh, video with a German Shepherd that went viral that we're going to talk about, amongst many other things, this morning here on Clubhouse Conversation. Nicky is a gamer. In addition to the way he hits, he plays a phenomenal middle infield defensively. He runs the base as well. He is a true baseball player, kind of like Whit Merrifield. They have a lot in common. We'll talk about that in a bit. But also in common as, as in they're both true baseball players. They love the game. And I'm so excited to have Nikki Lopez joining us again this morning right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Nikki, first of all, as always, thanks for taking the time to join us. And second of all, how's everything going with you? Uh, everything's good. It's just uh, we're in Omaha right now. It's a little cold. Uh, it's about 31 degrees here with 20-mile-per-hour winds. So Ugh. that's not always good to uh, play baseball in. But other than that, got moved in the apartment um, and, yeah, just taking it one day at a time and uh, enjoying myself. Yeah, they're, they're getting, what, I think 24 inches of snow up in South Dakota? Are you guys getting snow? I saw you guys got weathered out last night, right? Yeah, we got, we got um, like, winded, and it was, it was kind of sleeting out yesterday. Uh, we haven't gotten any um, snow like, like they're getting, but it's definitely freezing, and it's definitely windy, so... Yeah, you're a Chicago kid. You play tennis shirtless in this kind of weather, right? Yeah, yeah. Some, you know, I always get that a lot. Like I always say, I hate the cold weather, and people are like, "Oh, you're from Chicago," but I'm I'm one to say that I I can't stand cold weather. So yeah, well, I'm just not a fan. You're a baseball player. Baseball players don't like the cold. That's football, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay, so I got to ask a couple of the most important questions first. So last time we spoke, I think it was May 1st of last year, you told me even after, what, three years at Creighton and living there some of the winter that you had yet to try a Runza. Have you tried a Runza in the last year? Has this changed? You told me you had a chicken sandwich. I have, I have tried a Runza. I've tried a chicken sandwich. Um, and it's not It's not bad. All right. It's not, it's not too bad. Um, you know, I wouldn't. That's not my first choice, you know, to go get a runs up before a game or something like that. But uh, definitely have tried it now, so that is this change in the past year. Okay. All right. Well, you're officially now a Creighton guy now, officially. You've got to have the <laughs> yeah. Nebraska flavor. Exactly. What about Valentino's Pizza? Have you tried Valentino's Pizza or Amigos? I have not. No, okay. Those, those are next. Those, you know, the- I'm, a, I'm a little, um, you know, biased on pizza. Well, that's Chicago, true. So. That's true. You do you do have a point there. Well, that's that's on the list next because you know hopefully next time we talk next year you'll be up here. So you, you got to get that knocked out here pretty soon. But anyway, the second right. yeah that's that's the 
plan. Yeah. So the second most important question, I got to give you props, man. You went viral on Twitter uh, during Tulsa's Bark in the Park last year. And so, so for those who don't know about that, t- tell the story of what happened. So I was, uh, it was in between innings. Um, they brought a couple dogs on the field to like introduce them. And one of them was a, like a big hundred pound German shepherd. And, um, I mean, if any of, if any of you know, all my teammates know, and you know, my family, obviously, but I'm like the biggest dog lover there is. So, you know, I really enjoy dogs and they're throwing, we were throwing ground balls in between, you know, first baseman rolls them out and off goes this German shepherd running at me because the ball is like rolling at me. So my first instinct was just get the ball out of my hand because that's what he wants. So this thing, you know, looked kind of scary when it was running after me, you know, the sharp teeth and big dog. And I rolled it away and then it got it and then it actually brought it back to me. And it was like the nicest dog, I, I <laughs> nicest dog on the field. So um, started petting it. And yeah, I guess that just, they went viral and took over the Twitter. It was just funny, like how like you didn't even think twice. It was like an instant reaction. You tossed it. And my favorite part, though, is so you you know you get the dog's leash and, and hand it back to the people trying to get it adopted. But my favorite part is then even with saliva all over the ball, you just throw it to first base like it's nothing. <laughs> just toss it back over. Yeah, I, I did that and then I started smiling. I, I forgot who was playing first that day, but um, I threw it to him and. When he got into the dugout, you saw a little bit of like saliva in his glove. So it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> a foreign substance, man. You're gonna, you're gonna get him in trouble. Yeah, I love, I love it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Good thing it wasn't the pitcher. I should, I didn't throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I would also like to point out that we last spoke on May 1st last year. So from May 1st to July 1st last year, you hit 363 and you struck out only 13 times in 219 plate appearances. So I do expect a hot streak starting tonight, just FYI. It's good luck for you, man. So this is a good thing. That's that, Yeah, that's – hey, that's – I was just been waiting, you know, <laughs> to talk to you guys. That's why, you know, I'm just off to a little – a little slow start, but I was just waiting for you guys. I, I wish it could have been sooner, but yeah, I was just waiting for the call. We had Ryan O'Hearn last <laughs> week. We, we fit you in when we can, you know. Uh, so last year, Nate Esposito was the guy you uh, you roomed with. Are you are you doing a player this year, or are you and the lady, you know, since she's in Omaha, living together this year? Yeah, we're we're actually, me, uh, me and uh, Sydney, are, we have a place together in Omaha right now. But in our um, apartment complex, um, there's a couple of, couple of the guys are living in, in the same apartment complex, but... I just got a one bedroom and yeah, so great man, that's awesome, that's awesome. So yeah, you, you you were in your uh, second big league camp this spring. How how amazing was this time around? Oh, it was it was great. Um, you know, it gets better and better each year. You can kind of you can kind of feel it. Um, you know, you kind of you want to be there. You expect to be there. Um, you know, that first that first year you're in there, it's kind of you got that wow factor. You're in a big league clubhouse. Um, you kind of it's kind of like unusual, you know. You don't you don't really know what to do. You kind of just follow the follow the line, follow where everyone else is going, and but you get that wow factor of you know I'm playing with Salvador Perez, and um, last year it was Alcides Escobar, and, you know Whit Merrifield, and all of them, and Alex Gordon, and now this year you know you expect to be there, and you want to be there, and you want to be there and stay there, and um, you know it's kind of more of you know, trying to help the team win and, you know, contribute to the team and do whatever you can. Um, but it was it was awesome. It's always a great experience to be in that clubhouse. and um, You know, it's just something – it's a place where you want to be as a, as a baseball player. Um, and, you know, you're that close when you're in AAA and you can kind of feel it. So 
it's definitely a place I want to go back and stay. Yeah, well, I read a quote, too. I loved it from Ned Yost, where he said, basically, um, if you weren't on the field or in the batter's box, you were, like, literally on the top step of the dugout, you know, staring, taking in every pitch, every nuance of the game. What do you feel like you picked up the most this spring? Was there anything in particular that you, you know, maybe click for you? Well, I'm just, you know, whenever I'm, you know, analyzing the game, I, I, you know, I just like, I like baseball so much that, you know, there's always something that can I can benefit from, um, whether it's, you know, stealing bases, watching Whit Merrifield steal bases, and uh, Billy Hamilton and you know Terrence Gore steal bases, or you know just seeing the consistency of what it takes to you know compete at that level, and you know the way they approach um, getting in the box every day, and you know just watching you know pitchers and watching their tendencies, what what they do on the mound. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of that that stuff. Um, and then just also, you know, whenever you're sitting, you know, you're playing, they're playing against the starters. So, you know, I was actually I was sitting and we were playing the uh, Angels and Mike Trout was playing and you know that's you know you have a chance to, to see some of the greatest players in the league, if not the greatest players of one of the greatest players of all time play. So, I mean, it's you'd be you'd be stupid not to be on the top top step there. Yeah, I love me some Mike Trout, man. He's the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You told me last year that uh, Francisco Lindor was one of the hitters you studied the most. Anyone else you've added to the list, or besides him, that you've been watching a lot the last year? Um, it's still, you know, still Lindor. Um, I still I watch a lot of uh, Lindor highlights uh, on YouTube. Um, you know, there's. I, I just you know I just like baseball. You know, I just like to watch good teams um i like watching that red sox lineup oh yeah um play with uh you ben and Mookie Betts, and you know obviously like trout um but yeah, that's basically it you know just just watching good teams play and watching those good lineups you know how they compete and stuff like that Okay. Now, last season when we spoke, uh, you were still at Northwest Arkansas at that point before you got called up um, to Omaha. So how cool was it getting to play, thinking about last year, in the same city as you went to college in for the first time? That had to have been you know, pretty pretty awesome last year, right? Oh, yeah. It was really cool. So um, I think it was around All-Star break of the AA. Um, they told me that I was going up to AAA, but I would have to go to the AA All-Star game first. So that whole like, week off of AA play, and playing in the um, the All Star game, I knew that I was going to Triple A, which was which was kind of hard because I you know I couldn't tell anyone, um, and it was pretty difficult because I know I was coming I was coming back home my well my second home in Omaha, and it was you know I wanted to tell everyone I wanted to you know get the word out because you know it, it was it was kind of something that I've I've never really felt before, but um, coming back it was great I got you know, greeted with warm welcomes and, you know, loud cheers and um, just being familiar with the town and where 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 to drive to go get food and, you know, my friends here, my co- uh, college coaches, the co- uh, facilities here, just being familiar, it made me very comfortable and, as a player and, you know, very confident when I when I got back. Yeah, and you were hitting 320 for Omaha um, around August 1st. So then you finished that last month. You were 242 over your final 30 games, and you lost six pounds um, throughout the summer. So was was fatigue a big part of, of that last month for you? Do you think? Um, you know, fatigue always. I mean, for any baseball player, once you reach you know the dog days of the summer, August, September, it starts getting a little hotter. Travel, you know, and food starts you know piling up, and you're like, uh, you reach that point where it's just like. 
you, you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, you see September come in, and you're like, oh, we only have one more month left. And um, But I wouldn't say really fatigue, but it was just more of like um, like the dog days of the summer, you know, just – it got it wears on you that you play every single day. Um, you don't get many off days, and so that that's what it, that's what it probably was. Okay. Now I read that you gained fourteen pounds over the winter. So was this like a Whit Merrifield eating like eight times a day and like seventy five thousand eggs every day? How'd you do that? No, so I was just mainly focusing on eating. Um, I, I was actually this off season. I was back here at Creighton doing. Um, trying to finish school hopefully i never need that backup plan but if i do i'll have a good good degree at creighton um but basically it was just focusing on what to eat um good things to put in your body you know carbs all this stuff um and then i was actually fortunate enough to go down to arizona early um i think i went down there january 5th or 7th and i was i worked with a nutritionist uh she wrote me up a plan and and then, yeah, then I just I, I focus on that, focus on what to eat, focus on the right things to put in my body, and then, uh, yeah, just was able to gain weight, and now I'm able to maintain it during the season. So that's that's something I, I was focusing on. That's great. What's uh, what's the degree in? Uh, marketing. Okay. Yeah. Are you done then or almost done? So I'm almost – I have nine credits left, so I can just take the remaining on, online and then I'm – basically done dude that's great that's great um okay so i brought up Whit merrifield's name so he's a guy um obviously that was always told he was too small he didn't have enough power you know he's just a college guy whatever blah 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 but he's always played with that chip on his shoulder obviously he's used that as motivation he's improved all throughout the way every facet of the game is it fair to say you're kind of the same way definitely um i know i was asked before but i love those those you know people who uh, say you know you're too small or you don't have you don't hit for power you don't do all that stuff but you know I know who I am and I know the Kansas City Royals know who I am too so you know I just like those people who do that because yeah you definitely it definitely fuels the fire and um, definitely makes you want to you know you shouldn't play to prove them wrong but you know that it gives you that chip on your shoulder and I think that's I mean I, I don't want to speak for Wit either but I think that's also what what Wit does too because. I mean, you you see what he's doing in the big leagues now for consecutive years, and it's it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. So, are, what are you so individually then? What are you hoping to that that one part of your game you're really focusing on, hoping to improve the most this year? Um, you know, just consistency through throughout the whole year. Um, like I said, you know, I I wanted to get off to a you know pretty fast start, but that obviously uh, <laughs> didn't really work too well. But every every single year, it seems like you know I start off a little bit slow, but then I get hot. So, um, but just you know, just keep enjoying the game. Um, I always say this: it's it's still it's still a game. It's still a baseball game, um, and I think a lot of people take it for granted that you know they think it's like a job or they need to do it. I mean, we don't need to do this, but I, I want to do it, and it's still a game and still something I want to enjoy playing. And so, just take every single moment out of it. And, you know, just use it, and uh, you know, just keep keep enjoying it and keep loving it. You're crazy about it. I love it, man. You came back from what a like a, a surgery in like five days in college and played right back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So when, in, at Creighton, my sophomore year, I uh, we were playing at Stony Brook. I was running down first base, and I tried to avoid the first baseman and uh, tore my meniscus um, and had a tibial plateau fracture, um, and then they. Uh, or like a bad bone bruise. That's basically what it is. And 
Um, I got my surgery on April 1st, and I think I was back practicing April 4th or 5th. So I was... <laughs> I didn't want to sit out. Man, I'd miss so. I'd miss I'd miss two weeks of radio shows, you know, let alone play a game <laughs> from that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just something, you know. I I was raised in a in a family. My dad was a big um, big sports guy, big football player, big um, softball player, um, and he he always played through injuries, and that's that's what I kind of grew up just watching him. So um, I, I was just like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to sit out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. How, so how cool was it being involved with that Omaha versus KC game uh, at Warner Park there a few a few weeks back? That was cool. Yeah, that was we got a lot of a lot of fans here, and it's just cool to you know I played college ball here, and it's and I got drafted by the Kansas City Royals, and it's just awesome to see that Omaha has this huge Kansas City Royal fan base. Um, so it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. You know, we had a there's a ton of ton of fans. Um, you know, obviously those guys got a little bit bigger cheers than than us, but uh, we're hoping that one day we'll we'll be on that side, and then there's another another Omaha team that will uh, play. So that's that, that's that's the goal. You guys have a lot of freaking talent on that Omaha roster, especially on the infield. So I want to go around and ask you about uh, some of your teammates. I, f- I think there's a couple guys that don't really get the pub they deserve that you play with. So one of my mm-hmm. favorite prospects in the entire system that I, people kind of sleep on is Jackson Flores. I love, love watching this kid. I watched him in Arkansas a ton last year. Right. I love the way he plays, the passion. Uh, t- tell us more about Jackson. He's, you literally said it. He plays with so much passion, plays with the uh... – you know, love of the game, um, just flies around like his hair's on fire, and um, that's something that fuels him too. You know, he plays with a lot of confidence um, and plays with a lot of you know swag. That's what the you know, and he that's that's what fuel that's what fuels him, and he just plays it um, plays hard every single every single time he uh, gets a chance, and that's something I could say about Jackson. He and he can play. Any position too, so um, you know, he's a he's a valuable player for sure. No idea what people don't talk about him more. I he, I think he's going to be a good big leaguer. Yeah. Um, a guy that keeps getting better and better, like works his tail off, is Kelvin Gutierrez. Um, I know you played with him the last couple of years. Tell us about him. Uh, Kelvin's awesome. Um, great guy. He actually knows a lot of uh, English too, which is good. Um, he, I mean, you get what you get with him. He's strong arm, big big guy, big power hitter. Um, you know, hits all fields, um, plays the heck out of third base too. So, and he's he's just a good, good guy to have around. Good good, good guy in the clubhouse too. So, um, this is my first my first time playing with him. I, I played with him for like a couple games down in Double A when he got uh, traded here. But, oh, that's um, right. He didn't come up until later this summer. Actually, you know, taking the field with him consecutive games and stuff like that. So, um, but now he's 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 going to be the real deal, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And the other two guys I wanted to ask you about, Eric Mejia and Humberto Artiega. Talk about those two. Yeah, Eric Mejia is one of my favorites on the team. Um, he's just unbelievable. Just uh, loves to have fun. Um, great clubhouse guy. Brings everyone together. Great great, like, great guy to have. Um, always always smiling. Seems like always joking around. And, uh, you know, I've always I've noticed this when we played against him in Tulsa too. Uh, when I got on base, he was like talking to me like like I was his friend, and I and I didn't even know him. So it was it was really cool. And then um, Artiaga is is unbelievable too. He uh, you can even see in spring training keeps getting better and better. 
Um, his bat is coming coming along too, and I mean the kids can pick it with the best of them. Um, he's a, he's a good player to have around too. Good good guy to have around the clubhouse, and um, just plays plays the game the right way. Plays small ball. Um, we'll do whatever the coach whatever the coach wants. So yeah, I had a yeah. A, a, we have, we have a pretty good we have a pretty good uh, team down here. Yeah, I had a, a Dodger scout when that trade was first made to get Mejia tell me that the two Tol two of the Tulsa coaches thought he was like big league ready defensively at that point that he's just a great a great utility type guy. So I'm glad that we uh, we have him. But yeah, you're right, you nailed right. it with, with with those four guys I just mentioned, and then we have you, and then you have Frank and Chesler already have playing in the big leagues. I think all seven of the infielders in Omaha will have or will play in the big leagues, which which is pretty cool to think about, you know? I, I think yeah, I think so. We definitely we definitely should. So um only time will only time will tell. Yeah. Well all right, well last last part for you here, our our last ten rapid fire questions. You ready for some fun questions here? <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Okay. So I hear a rumor from a source in Burlington, North Carolina of course, that uh once you make your big league debut, they're gonna make a Nikki Legs bobblehead. How exciting is this news for you to hear? That's awesome. That's the, this is the first time I've ever heard it, but uh, I can't thank Burlington enough for getting me on the right foot um, right out of college playing professional baseball. They they greeted me with open arms, and um, that Nikki Lane just kind of took storm. So is it, that's if that's if that's true, if that rumor is true, uh, I'm definitely gonna have to get my hands on one of those. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, they they had the Nikki Lakes T-shirts, I think, right online. They were selling. Yeah. Definitely. That's yep. what I thought. Okay, a little Jersey tee. I like that. So, okay, I'm a, I'm a Nebraska grad, UNL, um, and the only living person alive who loves Husker basketball more than Husker football. So so you're a Chicago guy, the Bulls. Fred Hoiberg, are, are you a Bulls fan? And then I'm excited about Fred Hoiberg. What are your thoughts on Fred? I, I, I am a Bulls fan. Um, I was a big Bulls fan when, you know, we had Ben Gordon, and that was like Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah, Taj Gibson, um, and I was I was a big fan of uh, Thibodeau because of how he's defensive minded. You know, we played hard. We never really got outscored. We, I mean, they beat us if they scored like ninety points. But um, Fred, I, I don't really know much really about him, but I think that he'll be good in the college level. He he showed that he was good at Iowa State, so. Um, I think you guys should be good. That's what I like. You guys are gonna have to beat uh, the Blue Jays, though. That's for sure. <laughs> those, those dark, <laughs> we can't beat Creighton. We're, we beat them this year for like the first time in like 30 years. That well, wasn't that long, but we, <laughs> no, I saw that. It's, it's something like I think you guys have won like 18 of 20 or something. It's ridiculous. I forget what it is, but um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they basically call Nebraska little brother the last 20 years. I don't like it. Um, so, yeah. so be honest about this one. So I, I, you're a Bears fan, right? Okay, so at the Bears, I know you're also a Chiefs fan because I saw you live tweeting the Chiefs playoffs game. You know when they got screwed against yep. the Patriots. So the, let's let's pretend, and this could actually happen: the Bears and Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. Who are you cheering for? Be honest. I think I would have to cheer for the Chiefs. Seriously? Um, yeah, but I I love the Bears. I do. Um, that's a tough one. If I'm if I'm not at the game and I'm sitting on the couch, I might low key be. Uh, cheering for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, but I got gotcha. you. Hopefully, I'll be able to get my hands on a ticket or something. Yeah, and, uh, I feel like I'd have to be wearing red. I mean, you look so, at you look at Mike Trout. Um, Mike Trout goes a, against. Actually, a fun fact: I've never been to Arrowhead Stadium, so I'm, I, I need to find a way to get down there. Oh, you haven't to, been? Go to a game. 
Oh, yeah, that'll change. I was going to say that uh, uh, Mike Trout, you know, look at him. He's a, a diehard Eagles fan, goes to all their games, and he openly, openly goes against the L.A. teams where he plays. You know, figure it out. That is true. <laughs> okay, besides shortstop and second base, what's your third most comfortable position on the, on the field to play? Um, it'll be a – it's usually a combination. I, I play third base, so third base. Um, I played that my first year of college. And then before college, I played center field. So, um, but mainly probably third base. Okay. True or false? When Mike Trout retires, he will be the goat. Oof. I say true. Me too. Me too. Okay. The, yeah, I think so. If he keeps doing what he's doing. Um, coolest opposing minor league ballpark you've ever played in before? Um, coolest opposing minor league ballpark? I'd say Nashville. Okay. Um, their scoreboard is a giant guitar, which is pretty sweet. Really, that sounds interesting. Um, okay, here's here's a good one for for people like me that are fantasy baseball geeks. Um, how exciting is it for you to know that you are now in the DraftKings player pool? Did you know that you have your own DraftKings? You're available now on DraftKings. I, I did not. Yeah, but is that 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 must mean something? It mean, yeah, well, they they put the guys like the guys that might get called up in the next few months. They give them like so you're on there every day, even though you're not in the major leagues. But it has your your salary and your picture and your profile. It's, I thought that was interesting the other day. I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's oh cool. sweet. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. That's awesome. Learning all sorts of things here. Speaking of fantasy sports, do you play uh, fantasy football? Uh, yes. Uh, last year was my first year. Uh, me and Frank uh, Schwindel, we we went half half on a on a team, so we were we were co GMs. How'd you do? We didn't do so well. <laughs> okay, well, it's the learning curve, man. It takes a few years in the minors for a player. It takes a few years in the fantasy GM world, right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, how annoying was it for you ending last year with a combined 799 OPS, needing just one more of anything to get to 800? Have you thought about that before? <laughs> I did not. I'm not a big uh, – I don't really look at the stats, but um, that's kind of – I mean, now that you pointed that out, it's kind of – Kind of frustrating, but uh, one more anything, <laughs> still, man. You know, it's still pretty good. Um, we'll look to better that this year, hopefully. All right, all hopefully, right. Uh, half in here, half half uh, in KC. Uh, last two questions. Whit Merrifield recently had the 31 game hitting streak. What's the longest hitting streak that you've had that you're aware of at, at any level? Oof, I do not know. Um, I, I I couldn't even tell you, but I've definitely. I know I've I've done above ten. I know I've done that, but I I've, I'm not sure on base streak. Um, I know it was up there too, but um, that's something I'd have to or someone would have to just look. You probably I, I I do not know that answer. You probably had like an eighty gamer in little league or something <laughs> something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Coach pitch <laughs> back in the day. All right. Well, my last thing for you, man. As always, what would you like to say uh, to Royals fans listening right now? Um, I would just like to say um, that I'm excited. I'm still excited every single year to uh, be able to wear a uh, Royals uniform and um, be in this organization. And uh, that, you know, I think the future is bright. And that, um, you know, hopefully sometime soon I'll be able to uh, wear that Royals uniform and turn that. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, man. We'll keep keep having fun and, and playing the game like you do, which I respect the hell out of balls to the wall. We we're pulling for you. Everyone's excited to, to see you up here. Hopefully later this summer, and and hopefully we'll catch up with you next year. And uh, and uh, take care, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a good day, man. Yeah, you too.